0: fill in the gap uh i mean that kind of rolls off the tongue man i like that
1: yeah episode four man one month Yes, sir yeah what are we going to be talking about today mike today we're going to be
0: talking about the process of becoming a assemblies of god missionary not saying this doesn't roll into any other denomination but this is just the one we know this is the one that you went through right
1: yeah, no, I mean, uh, there will be more than likely overlaps because fundraising looks the same for a lot of people. Uh, but, yeah. uh, but I, Rachel and I are assembly of God missionaries. So that's what we can answer to Yeah. Uh, and how to be missionaries. I can't answer for being any other denomination or independent missionary, but, uh, you know, that's, that's what we're going to get into today. And, uh, I think think it'll be a great episode for our listeners to learn, uh, because next week we got uh, an exciting episode, right?
0: We do. We have our first ever missionary coming on here, besides you. Yeah, yeah. It'll
1: be the first missionary that is not me coming on the podcast, and we said this at the very beginning, first podcast, right, is that the point of this podcast is we want to... Um, interview other missionaries and other mm-hmm. pastors and, and people in ministry. Get their stories and hear Get a little their bit about their testimony. Yeah, so next week, fifth episode, you yeah. know, start of a new month for us, uh, will be the first missionary interview episode, uh, which is exciting. I, I'm I'm very excited for it.
0: What is his exact position?
1: His position? Yes. Uh, He is a U.S. missionary, uh, as I am, um, and he is a missionary to the World Prayer Center, uh, in Springfield, Missouri. So he literally, I want to say, you know, at the time that we're recording this, right. Yeah. A couple, like maybe a month or two ago, he moved to Springfield, Missouri and the World Prayer Center. And obviously I'm not going to try to explain anything cause he's going to explain it really well in next week's mm-hmm. episode. Uh, but it's a, it's a really cool thing they're doing out there. Um, and I think he'll have some great insight. Um, you know, if you struggle to, uh, create a daily prayer life, or if you struggle to, I don't know what to say when I'm praying, or you know anything like that. Next week's episode is going to be a going to be a good one for you, and I think you'll Man. be able to learn from him.
0: See, this is why I'm excited about with this podcast. Is not only do we get to hear and help encourage people, but we get to hear about the other bodies of Christ and how what they're doing, uh, the resources that are out there, because mm-hmm. some people people might not even know that. What you do exists, what he does exists, and we get to help just, man, just hear the encouraging stories of other missionaries. So it's, I think it's going to be good.
1: Yeah, exactly, because what me and Rachel do, you know, in the fight against trafficking, we do the missing kid stuff. As we explained two episodes ago now, um, all that jazz, you know, it's just, that's just a drop in the bucket. Uh, oh, yeah. Of... The gaps that need to be filled, right, to bring mm-hmm. up our podcast name, um, and I think a lot of stuff he's doing is awesome. And I think it's very fitting that the first missionary we're going to have on the podcast. Now he could he could come next week, and he could correct me, and I could be wrong. But I believe he is from Mobile, yeah, the same way as us, yeah. So, for the first missionary to be interviewed on the podcast to be from the same city as us, I think it's, it's just fitting.
0: But also just prayer. First one, perhaps having a person who is, uh, I mean, would have to say he's a good expert on prayer now. Yeah. yeah. So, having and that.
1: It, and he's theres uh, he's been around, you know, where he's at, he's been around um, a lot of uh, people like in the national office and stuff like that in Springfield mm-hmm. that... Um, I their names are not coming to my brain right now. But either way, a lot like some guys that have written books and that are like super smart when it comes to prayer and scripture. Theology. Um, yeah, exactly. So he's been he's been kinda like sitting at the feet, you know. He's just been gleaning, just <laughs> like, getting you getting, know, getting that knowledge. Exactly. So I think it'll be a really cool conversation. He's a he's a super smart guy. Um mm-hmm. and uh it'll be fun. But a, a fellow mobilian Yeah, uh, that'll, that'll that'll be good. Uh one. You know. But uh but, but yeah, today, today,
0: talking about how to become a missionary.
1: Yeah, yeah, and obviously, I'm I, I'll be uh, doing a, a little bit more talking that I normally would on a podcast, uh, you know, versus me and Michael. But um, I'm gonna try to explain everything. You know that Rachel and I have been through, um, and have gone not been through, but gone through. You know, (laughs) I I make out like it's just a terrible thing. (laughs) Everything that we've been through. Well, I mean,
0: well, I mean, it is very terrifying to even go through that. About how, and just that trust in God of saying, okay, I don't know how this looks. I don't know how this is going to go. So, yeah. Hopefully, by end today, even someone who's having those questions about, I feel like I need to become a missionary. But I just don't know how. It seems so terrifying. Hopefully we can help cough some of those fears today.
1: Yeah, exactly, and, and, and like we, we have said before and like we end every podcast, if you haven't made it to the end of the podcast, uh, we do have an email uh, that people can send emails to to ask us questions about missions or ministry, or you can add either of us on Facebook or, you know, are you on Instagram? I'm not on Instagram. I used to. I deleted it. So pretty much you can add us on Facebook or yep. you can send us an email to ask about missions old. or ministry, but our email is fillingthegap23 at gmail.com. Um, You can send any kind of messages there uh, asking us uh, of topics to hit on the podcast, and Mm -hmm. we will try to answer it to the best of our abilities. And if we don't know the answer, we will find somebody, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the whole point of next week. Uh, You know, it's a different ministry than what Mm -hmm. I'm in, different ministry than what you're in. Um, And we'll get to see. You know, a lot of people, when they think about missionaries, they, you know, everybody has that what they think of in their mind. You know, they might think that I'm wearing a white short sleeve button up and a tie and going to people's houses. And, and that's not what we do. No? <laughs> that's not what Rachel and I do. Right. So, uh, I don't ride a bike, uh, a bicycle, right. I don't ride a bike when I'm doing my ministry work and, uh, and the guy that's going to be here next week, he doesn't either. As far as I know, <laughs> right, you're making
0: it sound like it's a Jehovah's witness. <laughs> no, well,
1: that's, that's kind of what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but you know, to, to get into it a little bit, so to become Assemblies of God missionaries, there are three different levels of missionaries, What are they? um, and most people might know that, might not know that. But uh, so three different levels, you have the, the kind of like introductory level, the mm-hmm. getting your foot in the door. That is a missionary associate. Um, and I don't know the, the missionary we have next week. I don't know what his level is. We'll get him to tell us. Um, but after you listen to this one, you understand what he's talking about. You got missionary associate is the first level. You've got career uh, associate. Uh, and then you have a fully appointed missionary. Okay. Um, and essentially the difference between those, there's, there's a couple different differences when it comes to fundraising and we'll get there when we get to fundraising. But, uh, but as far as how the, how it works and you may not see this in other jobs and I can't, I can't think of anything to explain it. But when somebody wants to be a missionary, a lot of times, you know, they've been to youth camp or they've been to some event and they, and they feel called, and I'm not saying anything against that, but they'll come off of that and they will immediately be like, hey, I want to jump in right now. Yeah. Right. I want to jump in right now. This is what I want to do the rest of my life. And I heard a pastor say one time that when you make decisions, uh, when you make decisions on the mountaintop, right, you mm-hmm. know, you know, sometimes it gets different when you get down in the valley. Yep. Right. Um, he, he told me he was preaching and he was just talking about how it's better a lot of times to wait until you get down in the Valley to make a life-changing decision because being a missionary is a life-changing decision for most people. They quit their jobs.
0: I mean, just don't be impulsive.
1: Yeah. You know, so, um, that's the whole point of missionary associate. So if it's kind of like, and there's a different thing, you can be an intern in missions, and everybody knows what an intern is, but uh, it's kind of like an internship, if you will. Yeah. Um, and so there's different uh, an amount of years. So missionaries have to fundraise to survive. They have monthly donors that support them monetarily, whether it's churches and people that support them every month to do what they do, right? Yep. And, uh, and so typically for a fully appointed missionary, that's four years. So you fundraise, and then once you hit 100%, you are good to serve and do ministry for four years. And then at the end of the four years, they look back at your, they look at your, um, your stats and what's happening and things like that. And if you have to fundraise again, then you have to fundraise. Yeah. Um, but for missionary associates, their term is only two years. Um, and what happens is, is, you know, whether they're going out of the country to Ecuador, to, uh, you know, Africa, to Europe, wherever it is that they're going, Uh, they will go for two years and then they will come back and they will itinerate again with the um, foresight of them basically becoming fully appointed at that point. Yeah, Uh, Unless they want to become like career, which is kind of like a middle thing. And that's what Rachel and I have been for two years. Uh, And career is just a step up. So you get that four-year timeline as career, Mm -hmm. but you're still kind of an associate, right? So as a missionary associate, you have a supervising um, missionary. You have a, somebody who's been doing it for a long time. You get you know, partnered over, like, with them. Yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of like a boss. Yeah. You know, my supervising missionaries didn't like it when I called them my boss. They're like, "We're <laughs> not your boss." You know, whatever. But I mean, it, it's essentially what it is. I mean, they're making sure, kind of like
0: a, just an apprenticeship. You get partnered with someone,
1: and you get you get to glean and learn how mm-hmm. how it all works. Yeah, exactly. So you're and with being a missionary with the Seventh Guy, there's a lot of paperwork, and you have to send in like a. We have to send in a report monthly uh, of what we've done. So, like, I would put in a report right now uh, in in this time for the previous month, right? So we do a report okay. every month, and, uh, you know, we have to do that every month. That's part of the rules. Like, if you don't do that, you know, you're going to get reprimanded or whatever. Um, but you, you, so there's a lot of paperwork, a lot of things, a lot of systems that you got to go through. So you're basically learning that through these Supervisor Missionaries who have been doing it for, you know, 10, however long years. Yeah. Right? But uh, you're learning from them. And then career bumps your, your level up to the four years, like I said. But, uh, but there's a difference uh, in the fundraising. And then full, full appointment is where you are full-time, 100% bona fide missionary. The legends. And uh, your term's four years. Uh, you know, you don't necessarily have to fundraise as much. Depends on, you know what the economy is looking like, if people have dropped you, all this stuff, right? Yep. Um, but everybody who is doing it 100% full-time that's been doing it for 10, 15, 20 years, they are fully appointed missionaries, and um, they are not in the learning stage anymore, essentially. They they know what they're doing, uh, and that is what they're doing. And, you know, so, yep. they, so the reason they do the missionary associate thing is because a lot of times, uh, well, not a lot of times, but sometimes, um, somebody will feel called and then they'll go over to Africa or go over somewhere as a missionary associate. They'll spend two years and then they'll come back and be like, nah, it's not for me, <laughs> you know, which,
0: which isn't bad. Like just because you want to get involved with ministry doesn't not mean you have to become a missionary.
1: Yeah. Cause, cause when you look at the timeline, right, four years is a lot more daunting than two. Yes. So for somebody who's just jumping into the unknown, Two years is, I mean, while it is a long time, you know, right, it, two years is still a long time, but uh, it's a its a shorter commitment um, so that you can figure out, hey, is this exactly what I want to do? Do I want to be in Ecuador or do I want to be in Peru or, you know, because sometimes they don't come out and they're like, no, I don't want to be a missionary. Sometimes they come out and they're like, I feel called to a different country exactly. or I feel called to a different ministry. That's what I'm saying.
0: It's just because you you might do it and say, okay, this isn't for me. Does not mean that God still cannot open your eyes or lead your heart to somewhere else in ministry.
1: Yeah, no, and that's that's the whole point of it. Yeah, um, is it's kind of like as a missionary associate, you're committed, but you're not you're not all in one hundred percent fully mm-hmm. committed. You have that out if yeah. you want to get out, um, if you decide that it is not for you, which is fine. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, me, Rachel, and I were actually. Uh, so like we said in our episode, we were planning to be missionaries the entire time. So when we became missionary associates, the difference in the levels, which is what I'm about to explain in the fundraising, is that you get a different, what they call an allowance or a, uh, a uh, disbursement, yeah. right? So we, from the national office, we get a certain amount of money that we have to raise in monthly funding before we can work, right? Yeah. Um, and so uh missionary associate is obviously going to be the lowest and then career it bumps it up a little bit because you're you you do not have another job you're doing it full-time and then fully appointed it bumps your budget up so basically the closer you get to full appointment the more money you're raising but also that's because you're going to be full-time you're going to be doing yeah, it for you get a house exactly right. you know gotta whether you got kids or you're gonna have kids you know stuff like that and um, do you get to pick who your ma
0: is like, did y'all get to pick, or did y'all – did they just
1: – So, we did. Um, I do know for some people they don't. It just depends on if you know somebody in the field that you're wanting to do. Um, and they also – they have to be fully appointed. Uh, okay. like, I, like I was – or I don't know if I explained that. But um, you – for, for like, Rachel and I, we have to be 100% fully appointed and have fundraised. We have to be done fundraising for us to have an MA. Um okay. So – you know, so that's still a little while off for us because we're still in the process of becoming fully appointed. We're doing paperwork right now, and uh, we still have to fundraise next yeah. year, 2024, for doing that. So um, they have to be an established, fully appointed missionary to have an MA as a, like under them. Um, but as far as being an MA, if you know somebody in the field, like say you want to go to China, if you know the missionary over there, yeah. I mean, essentially how it happens is you email that missionary or next time you see him, whatever, you talk to them and you say, "Hey, I want. I think I want to come into this. I want to be an MA uh, or want to be a missionary." And they will um, talk you through how to do that, right? So, yeah. Um, which is the best way to do it, in my opinion. Uh, you know, you can just blindly say, "I want to go to somewhere," and they just throw you at somebody you don't know. But if you know them, yeah, you know it's it's a little better um,
0: because the because our missionary that we're going to be interviewing next week. His parents uh, Mm -hmm. are also fully appointed missionaries.
1: They are. I think they're still fundraising. Um, We'll have to ask him. Well, they
0: have, they've had, last time uh, they came here, they did, they do. uh,
1: They do the, the, like the. Kids Crusades. Yeah. Kids Crusades. They had two,
0: they had two MAs with them last time. And so it was really good because since they get to travel around as a, as a MA missionary associate, they got to not only see how it's done, but also get to meet people, get to meet pastors that can help support them later on. Mm -hmm. So not only is it just for them to learn, but also helps them get connected, which is also one of the, I mean, not the most important, but is a very important part of becoming a missionary.
1: Yeah. When it comes to fundraising, you have to have connections. So that herein lies the big difference between being an MA and a career or a fully appointed. And that is the fact that there are rules to fundraising per level, right? Yeah. Because as an MA, you're not given that full four-year commitment. You're not doing all the paperwork that it takes to be fully appointed. You're not given the whole commitment. So there are rules placed on you for how you can fundraise. Yeah, um, Because, you know, if you fundraise for a year, year and a half, two years – and then all of a sudden you decide you want to do, don't want to do it anymore. You know, those rules kind of like make it where it doesn't reflect bad on anybody else yeah. type thing. Um, so as an MA, uh, whether you're fundraising, you know, well, you'll be fundraising in your home state. The rules are for MAs is that you cannot cold call people, um, you know, and for people who don't know, that's essentially just finding a phone number to a church and calling them. Like you don't know the pastor you don't know who it is. You're just calling to try and make a connection to um, to for them to support you monthly. Uh, so as an MA, unless there's some kind of weird circumstance, you cannot cold call people. That's a rule. Which um, makes
0: sense because I mean, if you think of it like a pyramid, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to obviously have your fully appointed at the top, which is a lot smaller than your missionary associates.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of MAs so out po- there.
0: Poor, it would be chaos. If, you know, a local church just gets like 50 calls a week from.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. And that and that's the thing, too, is most times MAs, you know, have never done this before. So yeah. you don't really want somebody who's never done it before randomly calling churches. And, you know, it, you know, people get nervous, could end up disrespecting a pastor on accident. Right. You know, by by being nervous and how Which you talk
0: w- would probably be me. Because
1: because that's how it happens, right? Yeah. That's it's nothing against any ma or anything like that. It just ha- it happens. Um, and then another rule for them, so they can't cold cold call people, and uh, they also can't, they have to fundraise uh, unless they have friends outside of their home state. They have to fundraise one hundred percent of their funds within their home state. Yeah, they are not allowed to cross state lines unless they know the pastor uh, previously. But uh, also,
0: I mean, like we talked about the different like how much you have to raise MAs is going to be a lot smaller budget yeah. than a fully appointed. Yeah. So even though it sounds a lot more constricted, it's not the biggest deal in the world just because how, how much less you have to fundraise than getting up there to a fully appointed.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, just for, and I'm not, these aren't numbers for me and Rachel, I'm just going to throw these out here for an example. But for instance, you know, an MA might have to raise $1,500 in a, a month. You know, so yeah. they're getting fifteen hundred dollars a month from donors, um, which doesn't seem like a lot, but that's typically one, what one something person is. for two years. Yeah. And it depends on where they're going. You know, if they're going somewhere that's a lot cheaper to live than at, uh, America, you know, makes sense. And right? Also,
0: since they're, I, you know, they're with another missionary that also helps cut out housing. And stuff yeah. like that.
1: Yeah. And then, and then when they go to career level, uh, which by the way, you don't have to go career in between MA and fully appointed. You can jump straight to fully appointed. Really? I didn't um, know that. but you, uh, career is for different, differing circumstances, of course, but, um, you know, so just to explain 1500 a month is a number I'm throwing out right for MAs. When you go up to career, you'll, your budget will be bumped up to maybe 2,500 a month. Um, and then once you go fully appointed, it'll maybe bump up to like 4,000 a month or something like that. Um, depend, it depends on where you live. They, so they make our budget, they approve our work budget and everything, the national office. Um, and they do it based off of the cost of living of where you yeah. live. Um, so if you're going to a very expensive place like Los Angeles, California, you know, your budget <laughs> might need to be a little more than 2,500 a month, yeah, yeah. you know? But also uh, if
0: you're going to like a place that's like. Uh, Ecuador or something, it might be a little bit different. though. Yeah,
1: it all differs. I mean, I, I was just throwing out examples, so it all differs uh, and things like that. But there are different levels. But the, the MAs, uh, being they have to be within their state, being they can't cold call, it makes it a lot harder, but it makes it where they're supervising missionary, like you just said, with the Millers and them having MAs with them, it makes it where those are those relationships and mm-hmm. showing up to those things for MAs is very important uh, because they are getting to meet pastors That they wouldn't get to just call, you know. They're getting to meet them and And go. Since they
0: met them, they in the rules they can because it's not a cold call.
1: Yes, the rule is you don't have to be friends with them. You don't have to be like buddy buddy with the pastor, but you have to have introduced yourself to them. And you know, you don't have to shake their hand, but I say, you know, once you shake their hand, you can call them. That's what I tell people. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but you know, you have to have introduced. They have to have heard your name from from you. Um, Now, there are some times where, you know, another missionary or a pastor will throw your name out to a pastor and then that pastor will call you. Yeah, there's no there's no issue there. Yeah, yeah. you just can't call them. Um, So it's just a you know, it's a thing. And for for career and fully appointed, you know, if I want to send out emails, you know, to a bunch of different pastors and be like, hey, we need support. We need we have this event coming or we have this we got to pay for. I can do that, um, An MA obviously can't, yeah. um, and to explain, like, our, what was it, our first or second episode that, that you shaved your head to go bald? Was it our second episode? Uh, yeah. So, we're talking about Speed of Light, right, and uh, we didn't get a, a bald update. We'll have to do that at the end, <laughs> um, but, uh, so, we're talking about Speed of Light, right? Uh, MA's don't have access to Speed the Light funds uh, or BGMC. Um, uh, career don't either. Uh, so like Rachel and I don't, um, yeah. you have to be a, you have to be fully committed. You have to be a fully appointed missionary to have access to Speed the Light funds and BGMC funds. And uh, I know, makes sense. yeah, and I know we talked about B, uh, Speed the Light a little bit, but for people that don't know, BGMC um, helps by like, so, Speed Light does vehicles, right? And sound equipment, things like that. BGMC mm-hmm. does more like um, supplies, school supplies, uh, mm-hmm. you know, anything, any type of materials you might need, you know, Bibles, you know, all that stuff for yeah. your ministry. Uh, BGMC will do that. Um, and uh, so, those are the two different things. And BGMC is a, uh, a fundraising um, thing that is led by Children's Church. Mm-hmm. And then Speed Light is youth. Yeah. Um, so,. It's all led by kids Which that is are crazy, yeah. That are making sure missionaries have what they need. Um, so you know that it's a, it's a pretty cool thing. And there's a there's a lot of different things. And our mm-hmm. <laughs> this podcast would be so long if we went into everything, right? But those are those are the main those are the base levels, bare bones of being a missionary. Those are and you know I I briefly explained what it looks like to fundraise. You know, for me, is career and fully appointed. I could look up a church in now there's a whole thing, right? So each state has what's called a superintendent, Mm -hmm. uh, with the AG. So we have the national office in Springfield, Missouri, and then each state has a superintendent. Alabama's is Ken drawn. Right. Um, and so the, the courtesy or the, or the, um, the the word's leaving my mind, but the, the courtesy that a missionary is supposed to do. Yeah before I go call in a bunch of churches and say Georgia or Tennessee or showing up to their district council or showing up to some event, um, the courtesy is to call their superintendent um, and, you know, introduce yourself to them uh, and ask them, Hey, you know, I'm a missionary from Alabama. I'm trying to raise funds right now. Would it be okay if I came to your state? Would it be okay if I called churches from your state Um, and to all younger missionaries listening to this, uh, MAs, whatever, do that. Yeah. Do not skip that. Do it's not prop- proper thing to do. Do not think, Oh, well I can just do this cause I have a friend there. Call the superintendent anyway. Um, because it'll open a lot more doors for you mm-hmm. than, um, you know, not calling and, and not calling. will, if, if something were to go wrong, not calling will close a lot more doors for you yes. than you want to be closed. Um, And then as far as fundraising in other states, you know, like I said, call superintendent first, but the rules typically are, uh, so some states are closed to out-of-state missionaries, right? So, like, if the state's closed, it doesn't matter, I mean, unless I meet the superintendent and we become friends, I can't fundraise there, Yeah. right? But, um, you know, most states, at least down here in the south, like Tennessee, West Florida, Florida's broken up into two different districts, uh, West Florida, Georgia, Mississippi. They are all reciprocating states, which basically means if Alabama is open to their missionaries, they are open to Alabama's missionaries. Yeah. Um, But still call the superintendent.
0: Let me ask you this real quick. When you became a missionary, what was like your direct first steps to get connected and going down the road to become a missionary?
1: So Jody Dice, um, who I've mentioned, uh, is the missionary that I met that kind of got me into where we're what Rachel and I are doing. Um, but I essentially, I bugged him to death, (laughs) if you will, uh, emails, calls, everything. I was like, Hey, I want to do this, want to do this, want to do this. And I was like 18, 19, 20 years old. And he was like, dude, you don't know what you want to do, you know, type thing, (laughs) you know, whatever. But, uh, because, and for instance, there's a difference between what Rachel and I now do and, you know, going to, you know, Ecuador or something like that. There's a difference. Uh, you know, it's good that he did what he did. Yeah. Because you don't just walk into this stuff no. because you see a, you see, and you hear a lot of stuff that's very dark. Um, so, you know, I kind of just, I kind of got with him and was like, hey, what do I need to do? And he explained uh, how he did it and everything. So uh, finding a missionary, like I said, it's very important. You can do it without them, uh, but it'll be a lot easier if you find one in whatever ministry that you want to do. And so, like, I went to the National, uh, what do they call it, uh, National... <laughs> The National Assembly of God Conference, it's uh, the General Council. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, General, I went to General Council in Orlando in 2021, and um, Jody was there, and I was helping them with some stuff. And then I, the so the there's different departments within U.S. missions, and there's different departments within World missions, right? I'm in intercultural uh, because our ministry is intercultural, right? Okay. Um, so, um, and deals with people a lot. So, uh, so. That depart, when general counsel, everybody's there, the national office, the departments, they're all there. And Jody essentially introduced me to the department head of intercultural wow. uh, at the time and introduced me to him. I talked to him, said, Hey, this is what I want to do. Um, this is what I feel like doing. And he explained to me a lot of things. This is what your budget will look like. This is, you know, this and that, and, uh, told me the the steps I needed to do. And essentially it was send an email to this person so they can get you on a list to do this. And, you know, all that process. So essentially find a missionary who is in the ministry, uh, reach out to them, ask them how you can get involved, you know, and be upfront that, Hey, I want to be a missionary, or at least I want to be a missionary associate and try this out and uh, get them to introduce you to the right people, because that'll be a lot faster uh, than just trying to, you know, be a bull in a China shop and, you know, just try and bust your way in there. Um, So never
0: Never try to brute force this.
1: Yeah, no, being a missionary is not a brute force type of thing, dog. And, and you know, you you can't just walk up to somebody and be like, "Hey, give me $200 a month, you know, <laughs> su- support my ministry." Yeah. You know, there there's a there's a way to go about it that is a lot easier than other ways, and I do recommend doing that. Uh is it more work and more time? Yes, but uh I recommend it. Which also like
0: if you're going like if this is where God's leading you and this is where uh you feel led to go and you just see, Oh man, that, that budget, that's going to be impossible. I don't see how I can ask that many people to do it. Just trusting God hundred percent. Um, because if that's where he wants you, if that's where he's leading and guiding you budgeting and everything, he'll help you with it too. It's not just, remember, it's not just you going out there, but God is going to be with you and he's going to be helping you make connections. You know, coincidences happen to where you can meet new people.
1: Yeah. So, and, and, and that that ties into the fundraising, right? Is Sometimes it can get real discouraging when it's been a year and a half and you're only at 70% of 100%, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, if God's called you, the funds will come. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it's going to be on your timeline. Exactly. Um, you know, it may take a little bit. And, but there, there's also another thing is uh, what I just said is true, right? If God calls you, the funds will come. But that doesn't mean that we don't need to do our work. Oh, we got we got to put in the work. Fundraising is a lot of work, dude. And like I'm talking, Rachel and I, when we were fundraising the first time, we had months where we had six, seven services a month. Man, um, you know, so Wednesdays and Sundays, and we're, you know, those services, six services in a month. One could be in Dothan, Alabama. One could be in Huntsville. One could be in. So we're just. You know, when we were fundraising our first year, we put 31,000 miles on my truck man. just within Alabama, man. Uh, driving to churches because if you're going to fundraise, and we talked about this a little bit when Rachel and I were talking about, is you're going to have to put yourself out there yeah. and you're going to have to do the work. Um, God will
0: be with you sitting on a couch, not doing anything, and God will be with you when you're actually out there trying to exactly. make connections.
1: God will be with you. And, uh, but you, you still got to do the work, dude. Exactly. And, uh, you know, like you said, right. In your episode, how are you going to know doors open if you don't jiggle the handle? You know what I'm saying? You got to try it, man. It's not exactly what you said, but you know, you just got to jiggle the handle sometime. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I like to think about when you said that. Uh, but you know, so that's a, that's a brief. That's brief. Um, what we do, like I said, we have an email, gap 23 at gmail.com. If you have a question about something that I didn't hit on, uh, please send us an email and we'll get to it. But Mike, give us a quick bald update. How's the hair coming in?
0: So we, we're, I mean, how, it's not even that far now. I mean, it's growing back. <laughs> it's growing back. But you can definitely see my scalp still. It looks like uh, stubble. It's just... Like a guy who's like yeah. has five o'clock shadow right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Getting a little getting a little tan on the head.
0: Yeah, that's that was actually the goal. That's uh nice. So it's not so noticeable. It makes it look like I've actually like wanted to do this when I'm in public and not just yeah weird bald like pale
1: white (laughs) like nasty yeah yeah hey look man i don't think i think he looked good dude uh but yeah so if you have any questions about missions or ministry you can send us a message to that email or you can add us on social media at we're basically only on facebook Um, and (laughs) uh you know we thank you for joining us on this journey thank you for listening episode five is gonna be a good one we hope to see you there thank you for listening